Consistent Ruler presents Chocolate Yoda Live. <laughs> Hey folks, Chocolate Yoda here, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H. I can prove it. I have my ID. Look at this shirt. This proves my identity. It's legal in all 50 states. Um, and it's spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H because film studios are litigious. And today is Wednesday. June 7th, 2023, and my allergies are acting up. Air quality is weird. Um, there's been an air quality warning. Apparently, there's fires in Canada, uh, which are over 600 miles away, but somehow they're affecting the uh, air quality here. Um, before I get started, I had a funny slash sad conversation with a woman yesterday. Um, I can only describe her as a mullet sprung to life. And um, I said to her the same thing that I opened with, which was about the, the fires in Canada and how it affects the climate here. And then I quipped, oh, and people debate climate change. Now, I've said that to people loads of times. I'd say probably a couple hundred times I've made that same sarcastic or slash sardonic response. All right, I've used the word slash twice already. I'm not doing it again. Um, and um, my eyes are watering, really, because of this whole, uh, this whole allergy thing. But anyway, uh, this was the first time that someone responded, climate change ain't real. And I went, oh, this is going to be good. Now, grant you, I was judging a book by its cover. This lady really did look like a mullet sprung to life. Like she had, she, she became a human mullet. <laughs> and so... When she said that, I was like, wow, this is, that, that's a, that's a real intense position to take at this point in human history. So I just said, all right, let me listen to what she has to say. Uh, and of course that was in my head, uh, but she, uh, she volunteered to continue without my prompting. And it was just a whole bunch of uh, authentic frontier gibberish. If anybody knows uh, what that uh, line is from, please uh, leave it in the comments. It's a film quote, by the way. So after her 30-second rant, which was just word salad, you know, unconnected thoughts, uh, unfinished ideas, um, real dumb sounding stuff, in my opinion. I just asked her one question. And this one question was obviously very powerful because it derailed her. I thought I'd have to really 
get into it with her, you know, ask her a bunch of questions, build a corral around her mentally with only one exit that led to the truth. I, I, I knew how much time I had with her and uh, I was going to make the most of it by challenging this absurd assertion that she had. It didn't take nearly as much effort as I thought. It was just the one question. And the question I asked her was, what do you mean? <laughs> and it just totally messed her up. <laughs> she got so tongue-tied, she just stopped and said, I, I don't have the words to explain it. <laughs> of course you don't, human mullet. You never did. <laughs> After she said climate change ain't real, she basically was done. She didn't have a reason. She didn't have logic. She just had that talking point and nothing else. I suspect this is what happens when people uh, ingest right-wing information. Um, you know, this actually leads in beautifully to what I wanted to talk about, which is the word woke. I want to attempt to clear up the confusion about the word. It's probably not going to be hard. Um, but this word has become infused with so much nonsense that just has nothing to do with anything. And it's become propagandized and makes people think that there's a potential for it to mean something negative and nefarious and, um, some kind of evil agenda on the part of Democrats. And for the record, I am not a Democrat, nor am I a Republican. I'm a registered independent because I want to avoid the whole Hatfield-McCoy nonsense that goes on with taking a side. You know, I'm on the side of logic and reason. I don't know if I'm any good at it. It's just what I desire. It's, it's how I desire to live my life. I want to live a fact-based life. And, oh, perfect timing. It sounds like someone's doing some kind of repair work. <laughs> Such is the nature of live broadcasting or podcasting. And maybe this is neither. Um, I think podcasting is supposed to be only audio, but so video presentation to an audience of very few people to zero people. So that's what I'm doing. Anyway, how does propaganda work? Why are people so convicted in their ideas? Um, well, briefly, propaganda was invented by a psychologist. He was a very famous psychologist, and he was famous for two reasons. Uh, his name was Edward Bernays, and he was, re he was uh, uh, also popular, aside from creating propaganda, which it wasn't called propaganda initially, but 
Um, he was Sigmund Freud's nephew. So, you know, Sigmund Freud was the rock star of the psych movement. And his nephew, uh, Eddie, <laughs> I'm sure they called him Eddie, um, but his nephew, Eddie, Edward, uh, was uh he was referred to as the uh the grandfather of PR or the father of PR but really what he specialized in was behavior modification and behavior modification is what it sounds like um uh, it is uh the study of modifying or changing people's behavior and the interesting thing that that Edward uh, innovated was that it's not just about controlling one person's behavior, although it can be. You can aim behavior modification techniques at one person. In fact, we do it all the time. Human beings do it to each other all the time. When you meet someone who you don't know, they are going to teach you how to treat them and you are going to teach them how to treat you. You are both modifying one another's behavior. You might not be doing it consciously or purposefully, but you are doing it. You know, you know how it is things like, uh, you know, I don't like it when people say that or, you know, don't call me that, call me this instead, whatever. Like when I introduce myself by my real name to people and they sometimes want to create a shortcut for it or, you know, someone, and again, this is someone I'm just meeting and I'm so-and-so and they say, hi, Baba. And I'm like, I prefer my name, you know, I think that's a rude thing to do, frankly. You know, some, the, the way someone introduces themselves, I believe is the way they want to be addressed. So I just address them that way. See, it requires no thinking on my part. They made sounds with their mouth. I copied the sounds they made with my mouth and everything is nice and simple. But I digress, as I often do. So what's um, evidence of the power of propaganda? Because it is powerful. It's probably the most powerful communication tool known to humankind. And one of the reasons why it's powerful is that it basically always works. You know, it even works on me, and I know it's happening. I can shake myself out of it. But it works on everybody. It's just because it taps into the wiring of your brain. And your brain apparently is wired so that repetitive messaging becomes fact. This is part of how the human mullet came to believe that climate change ain't real. is because she's heard that message over and over and over again. And uh, that message has been delivered by the people we're supposed to trust, the lawmakers who were voted, quote-unquote, into office, and uh, the, uh, the oil companies that pay them to pretend that there's confusion about climate change or pretend that there's a debate. There isn't. The, the only debate is an artificial one created by people paid to create a debate where there is none. So, other examples of propaganda. I pledge allegiance to the flag 
da-da-da-da-da. There's a reason why some people very confidently proclaim America is the best country in the world. The main reason is they were born in America, and they've been told that their whole life. That's propaganda. What Hitler, Mussolini, and Stalin utilized through the communication platform of their time, we're talking about the 1920s and 30s, um, radio was the main broadcasting platform. And uh, that's what uh, carried the messages of hate that were propagandized by those dictators. And we saw how effective that messaging is. And even though Hitler gets all the attention for the six million he killed, and I don't mean to sound trite about this, but it pales in comparison to the 20 million that Stalin killed. And that was through the power of propaganda. All genocides happen exactly the same way. Uh, there was a guy um, that did a paper, I believe, in 1996. And his name is Stanton, I think. And his paper was called, and, and by the way, you can, you can just search for this and it'll come up, but it's the eight stages of genocide. You, you search for that and a PDF will come up and you can read about it. But I'll save you the trouble. Here's what all genocides have in common. So far, it's been a person in prominence, usually a man, that is communicating with the masses and he is saying, our country is being threatened. Our way of life is being threatened. It's those people over there who are different than us, and we need to do something about it. Did you notice the, how uh, insanely the racial violence increased when Donnie Dump was campaigning and then he took office? I mean, it went off the charts. You know, it was one of those things where it was here and then shot up to here. Like a shockingly high increase in racial violence because the guy with all the levers of mass communication was spewing hatred. And it becomes a, a situation of stochastic terrorism, which is just terrorism by proxy. You say it into the airwaves and other people carry it out. And we've seen that from the right wing over and over and over again. So this is how the human mullet, after taking in all this information for years and years, can spew something as stupid as climate change ain't real. And this is also how a word which is a simple and very innocent and innocuous word, woke, becomes co-opted by a movement that is founded in hatred and division. And I, I looked it up. Um, there are a few articles on this. Um, this is one uh, from The Independent in um, January of 2021, and I'm sure they had no idea uh, where this was headed, but um, 
It says, uh, what is the history of the word woke and its modern uses? The phrase originated from African-American, oh, I can't stand that, it's black, from black vernacular English, but has been gradually co-opted by the right-wing players to be used as an insult. And it is really used as an insult. Um, uh, right now, um, Ron DeCrampus is publicly stating that he's waging a war on woke. I mean, honestly, you might as well just say I'm waging a war on unicorns. It's just as significant, meaning not significant at all. What a dumb platform. But that's a story for another time. I mean, the Republican Party's backing of Donnie Dump has painted them into a corner because now anyone that challenges him won't go after him because they want his voters. But his voters already have him, so they don't need the person that's not going after him. And if you're not going after Dump, the people that want an alternative to Dump aren't going to vote for you. And if you do go after Dump, the people that love Dump won't vote for you. A beautiful catch-22. Nicely done, right-wing psychos. But anyway, um, it looks like the word woke began, began appearing in the 1940s and was used by blacks literally to mean becoming woken up or sensitized to issues of justice. And this is according to a linguist and lexicographer named Tony Thorne. And um, there was, um, I think, uh, was it a play? Yeah, uh, uh, there was a, a play in 1971 uh, by Barry Beckham titled Garvey Lives. and there uh, is a line in the play spoken by Mr. Garvey, and he said, I've been sleeping all my life, and now that Mr. Garvey done woke me up, I'm going to stay woke, and I'm going to help him wake up other black folk. So, there you go. One of the things I like about that story is that it shows that everything old is new again. People are running around thinking that woke is some new thing. It's not. It's been around for 80 years and been in popular culture for over 50 years. And so it's made a resurgence and it's just a variation of awake, right? Nothing bad about it. Anyone saying that like Rhonda Krampus says, it's a mind virus. That's, I got to applaud him for taking absurdity to a new high, but that is a clever phrase, a mind virus. It gets your attention, makes things seem really, really serious. But again, might as well say, a horde of marauding unicorns. So that's what's going on. The, the right wing has decided 
even though this is this is the best part of this in polls national polls right wingers left wingers and people in between they have no problem with the idea of woke even though when you ask people what it means you get all sorts of different definitions and especially when you ask people who say they're against it on Fox News, they love to talk about that stuff. Anti-woke, anti-woke. Oh, so dumb. So yeah, it's it's nobody knows what it means. And they assume it's a bad thing. And uh, they give examples of it. Nikki Haley said, I think a day or two ago, that you know she was asked directly, what is woke? Because she was just going on and on. Oh, I'm anti-woke, I'm anti-woke. Well, what is woke? Oh, it's boys playing in girls' sports, followed by a jumble of nonsense words that she used that amounted to nothing. <laughs> wow. She's a real nut job, too. <clears throat> Pardon me. More allergy stuff. Anyway, so that's that's uh, woke. I mean um it's almost anticlimactic right i mean it's just it's not a big deal there's there's nothing to it these people that are going on and on and on about oh the the woke mob and you know people that are conscientious and aware especially when their awareness brings them to be empathetic about other people's suffering rarely congregate in mobs that are doing terrible things, okay? If you're like, oh, I want to save the whales and save the snails, it's, you know, that's that's an expression of empathy. That's, a, that's an expression of someone who cares because of their conscientiousness. And to suggest that that person is also like, oh, I got to kill them, it, it just doesn't connect. Those are incongruous ideas. So if someone accuses you of being woke, say thank you. I am. I am awake. I am aware. I am conscientious. I am caring. I am empathetic. And I want good things for everyone. That's really what woke is. I mean, from its derivation, to its history, to its practical application, being woke, in my estimation as an official talking monkey, seems like a wonderful thing. I don't ever describe myself as being woke because why? It's not a bad thing to do, but I just feel, I just live my life, you know, and my goal is to support people, inspire people, maybe make people think, maybe offer different perspectives of things. I don't for a second think that anything I'm ever going to say is new or earth-shattering or anything. It might be controversial to some people. It might be dumb to other people. And I have no problem accepting that kind of response. I am a talking monkey. I mean that quite literally, all right? 
I'm not the one who invented anything. I don't know how this friggin' camera works. I don't know how this mic stuff works. In the first Netflix special, Joe Rogan talked about that idea. He said, if I sent you into the woods with a hatchet, how long would it take you to invent email? And then he looked at his microphone and said, I don't know how this mic works. What's in it? Loud stuff? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how any of this thing, I don't know how light switches work. And I studied electricity. You know, I, I understand the mechanics of it, but what I really don't understand is why it works. How does a gold, uh, a coal burning generator result in these lights shining on me and this computer capturing ones and zeros. And then when I'm done, if I want to go to a site and see people having sex, I can do that. I don't know how any of that works. I'm glad it does, but I don't understand any of this. I'm just a talking monkey floating on a rock that's hurtling through space to who knows where and who knows why. But I'm pretty convinced that it's okay to be woke. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I hope that's food for thought. Um, until we meet again, peace, love, and granola. <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> peace, love, and granola. Talk to you soon. Ah!